0: It's <laughs> okay. That's a, we
1: got distracted by a giant wheel of cheese, <laughs> which I think is a very appropriate thing to be distracted by. So, yes, so, I would agree. So that's fine.
0: Saturday Omaha.
1: Eat this. Greetings, Dave Zorko with Saturday Omaha here. Today, it's Food Recognized Food with Kirsten Ipock philbin She is the GM at Site One Brewing owner of Crackle & Pots Pop-Up, and creator of the Omaha Service Industry Circle, which helps support those in the service industry. Uh, We're going to get right into it so we can get all of our awesome conversation in. So here we go on Fatterday's Food Recognized Food. Um, Dave here with Fatterday Omaha sitting inside of Site One Brewing, uh, very close to like where the magic happens, by the way. Um, you can't see this because this is audio out there, uh, listeners, but uh, uh, I am sitting next to, to a door. This is authorized personnel only, which I will not go into, um, but all the brewing and things uh, are going back here. So I will turn it over to... The person sitting across from me to introduce herself, tell you what she does. But we're going to talk about site one. We're going to talk about um, a support system uh, organization uh, that she has uh, become a huge well created um, from the Genesis. So I, but I'm I'm going to be quiet and send it over <laughs> to you. Please tell me what's going on, who you are, what you do, and everything.
0: Yeah, uh, my name is Kirsten Philbin Wow, I've been married for over a year, and I still like rarely use my husband's last name. Like, no disrespect to you, Mikey. Sorry. Um, no. So I am the general manager here at Site One Brewing. We have been open for just about ten months now. This month will be month ten. So we opened right in the middle of the pandemic, like Oof. real crazy people do. Yeah. And, yeah, so I'm the GM here. Uh, I'm married to a chef. We have our own pop-up thing that we do on the side called Cracklin' Pots. Um, And we've done a couple different, like, episodes, essentially, of popping up in random places for that. Uh, And then outside of my just work and what I do with my husband, uh, I recently created, curated, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) Um, the Omaha Service Industry Circle, also known as just OSIC, um, which is kind of, I would say, like a monthly opportunity for service industry workers to... network, gain some education, uh, kind of just hang out and talk about everything that goes on in our industry that kind of gets shoved under a rug. Yeah. So a little bit of that and everything else.
1: I like it. And well, and, and I was introduced to you by way of the behind the menu radio show slash restaurant, uh, tales podcast and from uh, Zach Ferguson, Emily Wickman, and Brady Hess, uh, who... Three the, of my
0: favorite people. <laughs> I, I mean, they,
1: they are awesome. And in your conversation there, there were things that I... You were you were talking about, you know, um, what you're doing here for, for support work, for service industry people, and things that I didn't... I guess I didn't think about, um, you know, things like you, you were talking about maybe not having health insurance, um, and there were other things in there, like... I, and you definitely hear a lot about troubles and things with maybe addiction or uh, just support things, and how to how to deal with that, how to handle that, how to navigate life.
0: Life, honestly, Light. yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it was just it was it was touching to hear. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was that uh, there's been some some things in the the community that have been a, a hair more, I guess, visible uh, events. Some very sad things that have happened. And that, that just kind of struck me again there. I'm like, my goodness, I, I, I need to talk to you uh, about this and, and and what's happening. Because getting the word out about this group and, and what you are doing, I think, is very important. Because we're everybody that's in the service industry is always on the receiving end of the wonderful food, drinks, help, service, hospitality that you are providing to the people that are coming in and 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 hopefully enjoying your establishment or getting to go or whatever. Absolutely. And the the reverse is is maybe what I'm more curious about because everything I understand about most service industry people is that they're in the business because they like seeing that smile on people's faces and they like helping people. And so yeah, I, I just, how, how are things going with with the group, and what's kind of happening, and, and things like that?
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess a little bit of background kind of on how OSIC even happened. Uh, my background is actually social work. Okay. So my very first job ever, I was a, ho- I was a hostess at an old Chicago, um, and then... I did that and I did other random things kind of along the way there. Uh, but I went to college, I got a bachelor's degree and then I went and I was in a master's program for social work. Okay. Um, and so that, I don't know, I've always been like the empath, the person who's like, how do I like better project and help other people versus just myself. Uh, I've been involved in a lot of nonprofits. I've been involved with hospice care um, and a lot of things. Um, And so, yeah. And so then when I made the decision to come back to the service industry for the first time, well, not the first time, but when I made the decision to come back like officially and fully, uh, I was working at a restaurant downtown. And I mean, for lack of better words, it was a mess. Sure. Um, And I worked there and we were all putting in... 14 hour days, most of the time, oh of goodness. just all of us. Uh, I honestly, I spent more holidays in that restaurant with my coworkers than I ever did with my family when I decided to come back to the industry. Oh my goodness. Um, which is just crazy. Uh, and that's kind of like one really important piece about what restaurants are and what they look like because I do spend significantly more time with my coworkers than I ever do with my family. Yeah. Uh, even like yesterday, I, Yesterday was my birthday, and I called my mom, and I was like, "Hey, um, if you want, I'm going to be at this spot at this time, but I'm only going to be there for this amount of time because then I have to go do something else for work or whatever it might be." Yeah. Um. And so yeah. And so I, since that happened, I've just kind of really grew a lot of love for the service industry. I left a job where I had health insurance and I could afford to go see my therapist and all of these things. Um. And then yeah, I kind of just. I guess the most classic service industry thing, the best way to describe it is I was sitting down uh, after a service, particularly a service that sucked recently this summer, and I was having a glass of wine with my friend, and we were just talking and kind of just complaining about all of these things that were just like, ugh, like, the pay sucks, or this sucks, and I hate the way customers just objectify me, or things like that, Yeah. and we were just complaining about that, and then we got up to leave um, having our glass of wine, and... He just said to me, he looked me straight in the eyes, Chris Golson, I'm talking to you. And um, he looked me straight in the eyes and he just said, yeah, it's great that we just had this conversation. Nothing's ever going to come of it. And I was like, I hate that. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm naturally, I'm an achiever. I, I live to be at work. I live to be productive and do things. Yeah. Um, and I hated it. And so then the next day I was thinking about it a lot. And I was like, we have this weird kind of like real estate event that we host here at site one. Um, and it's once a month, everybody gets together. It's literally 200 people that end up here and they have one person speak for 15 to 20 minutes and they do like a Q and a. And I was like, why don't we just do that for the service industry and just talk about all of this crap that we just like put under the rug and we put on our smiling face for service every day. And you know, talk about what does addiction look like? What does mental health look like in our industry when you don't have any insurance? Um, You know, What does it look like to get a DUI? Because so many of our fellow people in the industry have DUIs. And I was like, why don't we just do it? And I was like, all right, whatever. And then Zach Ferguson happened to stop in that day. And I was like, hey, is this a stupid idea? And he just looked at me and he said, you're going to make me want to stay in Omaha. And I was, like, <laughs> what? I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, because you can't just do cool stuff right when I have to move away. Oh, man. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but, like, we're doing it. And I think within the first 48 hours of having that glass of wine at La Bouvette, um, I had a logo. I reached out to a girlfriend from oh, college. nice. And I had a logo. And I was like, all right, now I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So we're just going to wing it. And so we had our first meeting. It was maybe... I think 14 people I could name every name that was there uh, who most of them honestly probably just came because it was me and they're my friends and they were like, you're doing something. Let's, we're just going to support you. We don't really know what it looks like.
1: That's fair. It's a good start. Yeah. Right.
0: And so we had about 14 people and I printed off all these pieces of paper that just said, what do you, what do you think matters in the service industry? And I was like, it can it can be anything that you want it to be. I don't care. I want it. I want to really know. And we got so much feedback from our friends, nice. and it was awesome. And so the biggest thing that we got was like mental health and like how do you get a therapist when you don't have any insurance or like what does paying for therapy out of pocket look like? And I was like, oh well, that's. I've got people I can talk to because I have worked in social work and in mental health for so long. Right. So I like reached out to a girlfriend and uh, just said, Hey, I know you're still working at region six. Do you know anybody who could come and like talk to us? And we had a zoom meeting right here in this very room that we're in now. Very nice. uh, With like our second meeting, we had about 25 people show up. Oh wow. Yeah. So it jumped a lot. Uh, And we had a meeting and we talked about how to get free like therapy resources and things like that. And it was awesome um, and it was fantastic and people got some really great resources and even the people who didn't come to the meeting, I put it out on Instagram like, hey, put put your email in here and I'll send you all the resources that we have that yeah. I can give you. Um, and so we did that and I had another 30 people probably send me their emails, which is just crazy. I don't know how that happened, but it did. Nice. Uh, and I think our Instagram right now is at almost 400 followers great. last time I checked, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then we just had a meeting right at the end of this past month in September. uh, And that one was a little bit more difficult. Um, Like I was telling you kind of before we got started, my husband's best friend and one of the people who made me want to stay in the industry uh, when I first came back and I worked at that crappy restaurant for 14 hours a day every day, uh, passed away very unexpectedly. And he was... The biggest supporter for everything I was trying to do with Omaha Service Industry Circle. He sat front row. He brought his friends. He took notes. uh, And yeah, Colin Colin was fantastic. And he was a huge piece of why we could even do it or what made me want to do it. Um, and so, yeah, so we had the meeting following his passing and we kind of just did a little homage and we set out a picture of him and poured out a shot for him because that's exactly what he would have wanted. Man. And we had our meeting and I bullied Glenn Shapiro into coming to speak about getting DUI. <laughs> <laughs> That's very serious. I really did. Glenn, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Um, and yeah, so I bullied Glenn Shapiro into coming to speak. And he came and he talked about DUIs. Uh, personally, for me, I've got two. And I the second time that I got one, I really thought my life was completely over. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'll never get another job again. Nobody will ever hire me. And I was like, I'm 24. And I was panicked. And then now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot even believe that I thought that would be the thing that would like ruin my life because that's nothing. And so I got Glenn Shapiro to come and talk about like what getting a DUI looks like because everyone in the service industry, dang near, (laughs) gets one. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so he came and he spoke. And normally he would charge for something like that, but I got him to do it for free, which was awesome. Yeah. And yeah, we don't know exactly what our next meeting is going to look like. I'm still kind of in the process of figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I'm lucky. I work in a place that lets me host those meetings here for free. They don't charge me. They offer a service industry discount on nice. everybody's tabs who comes. Um yeah, and even down to the fact that our owners uh, of Site One here actually just gave me money out of their own pockets to help me get things like stickers and a sign. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so they've been just massively supportive, and that's very lucky. I've never worked in a place where ownership is like, hey, We really appreciate the work you do so much that we're going to also support the other things that you want to accomplish. Yeah. And that just doesn't happen, uh, especially for bars and restaurants. And so, yeah, so it's been awesome. Um, It's kind of crazy that all of this has come to fruition. I don't know. It feels weird. I don't ever, like, tell people, like, oh, my gosh, I founded this industry meetup. I'm like, hey, you should just come to this industry meetup. Right. and it's funny, too, because even when we did the mental health one, you know, I was talking to the person who was speaking for us and I was like, OK, so like everything you shared is great. But like, what do you like? Let's be realistic about it and like actually talk about what mental health in the service industry specific looks like, because we are in the business of making other people happy despite right. what we actually feel and putting on. A happy-go-lucky face or spending 14 hours standing on a hot stove and all of these things.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing is in in your own way, you are providing certain mental health and therapy for your customers. Even if it's that, I mean, like you said, you're putting on that smile when that person comes in the door and they get that greeting or a delicious meal served, you're you're providing your, your own therapy and, you know, who takes care of the caretakers type situation Absolutely. is what you're working on. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so that was kind of, you know, what really drove me to do it. There's the service industry <clears throat> in Omaha is just so prevalent and heavy and strong. And I mean, the prime example is yesterday was my birthday. I went to I don't know, three or four places, every single place that I went to, the bartender said, oh my gosh, it's your birthday today. I know that today's your birthday. Like happy birthday. Nice. And so like, it's just those little things that like, if I take my parents out somewhere, they're like, oh my gosh, how do you know the bartender? (laughs) And I'm like, I've known them forever. I don't really know when or why or how I met them. I've just known them. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's like a very special thing about what the service industry in Omaha looks like, because the prime example even further than that is like we had an event here at site one two or three weeks ago and we were just getting slammed. We were so busy. And I was like, I don't even have time to do anything. And I had one of our regulars who also happens to be like a bartender at a different bar and restaurant here in town. And I just went up to him and I was like, I need you to go the back and I need you to bring me up two buckets of ice. And he was like, okay, got it. And he just he was there as a guest and he just hopped up and went to the back and grabbed me with my ice and then walked it right back up behind the bar and was like, what else do you need? What can I do now? And so, yeah, I think it's a very special family. Uh, when Colin died and we were out his wake, we all sat in the parking lot and passed around a liter of Jameson and a 30 rack of bush lights. <laughs> and nice. we were just like, this is exactly what Colin would have wanted. Just a bunch of losers sitting in a parking lot passing around a bottle of whiskey and listening to some really crappy punk rock like that is exactly what it could have been and so yeah I think that's the special thing about our industry is it's so just like team driven in a sense that I've never seen it function like that in any other industry I've ever worked where people were just like what can I do for you what do you need and yeah I think the cool thing too about working here has just been we've had we have awesome regulars like, I have regulars who literally have invited me to their house on holidays to cook me pizza. <laughs> that's the best. Seriously. That's awesome. And so, yeah, so I think that's a really cool thing here is, like, our regulars, we have a rewards program where, like, people earn, like, dollars off of future purchases. Our two best regulars with the most, like, money that they could get off, they have hundreds of dollars in rewards. They will never redeem them because they're oh. just like, no, we don't want to do that to you. We don't want to do that to you guys. And so I think that's, like... The really cool thing when you work in a place where you can be super, just honest and like upfront with your customers, and be like, "Gosh, today just sucked. I've been so busy, or I've been so slow," and your regulars are like, "All right, well, here's fifty dollars, like, oh, take man. it." Things like that. That's the best. So yeah,
1: that is the best. That is the best. I. That's awesome. That's that's heartwarming. <laughs> it's so it's so nice to know those things, and I I've definitely been on the the receiving end of that. In fact, uh, right before I came to see you this evening, I'm like gonna stop and get a coffee and I ran up to Highlander and stopped at Hardy up there and shout out to Abby uh, she was <laughs> out there and they had just locked the door a little bit ago and I walked up and I was like oh man shoot I thought they were open a little later so I turned around I'm not gonna you know badger, bang badger. on the door right exactly I'm not gonna <laughs> do that and I'll be darned if she didn't unlock that door and lean out and she goes Oh hey, David! I thought that was you. You you want to come in real quick? I'm like, you're kidding me! Like you totally don't have to do that. Yeah. Sure enough, hooked me up on my my cold brew. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, it's just that's incredible. That is so awesome, and it's nice to know that, you know, you have regulars that support you, and you know, we talk about front of house, back of house, the house, yeah, and family meal. And you describing the relationship between everybody and how, you know, you you, and you've worked in different industries in different areas and and how this industry is so close and so truly family at a deeper level. And, you know, your your team that you work with at the restaurant, if you're if you have those close bonds of trust with each other and openness with each other, the team's going to perform better. You've got every, you know, each of you have each other's backs, and that's just, that's fantastic. Oh,
0: yeah, and it goes even further. I mean, today, my full-time bartender who's out there right now, Emily, uh came to me and she was like, so someone's trying to poach me. And she was like, but don't worry, I already told them no because I like my job here too much. And Emily and I have worked together at a couple of places. Yeah. And I was just like, cool, that is like good relationship between manager and employee. Because I'm like, the fact that somebody's trying to poach you and offer you a lot more money. And you were just like, No, I'm good. And then also you're gonna come and tell your manager. I was like Oh, all right, you're definitely not leaving. Like we've got you. You're you're good. You're going to stay. And so yeah, I think that that's like the cool thing too when you have a good relationship. I mean, my kitchen manager uh that I used to work with like back in the day when I first came back to the industry. Yeah. Him and I still talk every week if not every other day, like all that's of the awesome. time. Like we're family forever. I can't tell you how many holidays we spent together <laughs> over the years. Right? So yeah, I think that is just a really cool thing. Like when you have a good relationship with everyone and everybody makes, makes it happen. It's really a team driven effort. I yeah. literally this week, Brady might kill me. If I'm going to tell you this story anyways, but <laughs> uh, sorry, Brady. Are you listening? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I was at culprit and Brady was super busy and the women's restroom was out of paper towels. And I was like, Brady, just give me the key. And, a roll of paper towels and I'll go change it out for you. And he was like, okay, well, I don't have the key, but here's my pocket knife. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Well, I went in there and the whole thing, like I end up finding there's a spare key to the paper towel machine attached to the back. It was taped to the back of the machine. Okay. Um, and I take it out and I show Brady. I was like, look, I got you a key. And he was like, we haven't had a key for that paper towel machine in two years and I was like oh my gosh next day I see Brady again he's like I don't know what you did to the paper towel machine but it's It fell off the entire wall. It's totally broken. (laughs) The only thing holding it, there was the key. (laughs) And I was just like, what's going on? And I was like, I maintain that I did not break that paper towel machine. And he made me sign it. And I had to write a whole message and everything. And he is keeping this paper towel machine while he waits for probably Eco Labs, I assume, to come and put a new one on. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And he was like, please don't tell anybody about this. But now I'll just tell the public it's fine.
1: (laughs) Now everyone will know. You she, should have been like, well, Brady, I, I took your, your pocket knife and I carved a key out of leftover plastic from the, the paper. the back of the yeah, machine, to open it up. And that's how it fell off. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. It takes a village. That's, really that's fantastic.
1: Does. Well, and that, that lends itself to, to something I, uh, I was talking to uh, Nick Bartholomew about uh, was that when you're in you know, the service and hospitality industry, and especially when you're at the manager level, all of a sudden you're a plumber, you're an electrician, you're a carpenter, and apparently a paper towel dispenser uh, lockpick yeah. slash like ninja key finder as well. 100%. So,
0: you know. <laughs> and you also sit on customer support phone calls for like three hours waiting for your POS system people oh. to answer. Oh. Never oh. fails. And, and
1: then of course, and then probably while you're on the phone with one ear, like with the other one, listening to the other customer where you're like, no, seriously, I can't process cards right now and like yeah, please it's, understand it's cash and,
0: only I'm sorry dude like yeah it's oh, all I've got for you
1: oh goodness well I'll, I'll tell you we'll we will circle back at the end here too because I'm, I'm sure there's there's more but on our fatter Day food recognized food series which is a play on real recognized real <laughs> we're talking to people in the restaurant industry about where they like to eat obviously your own restaurants and pop-up is is a Given so uh, we talked about site one. We've talked about your pop up efforts as well too. So, but if I'm going to bump into you and be like, "Hey, where should I go around Omaha Metro type area? Where would you go? Where do you send people, and what might you recommend that they order?"
0: So, where site one is located, we have so many hotels near us actually. So I write out this list. It feels like ten times a week. Oh, because everybody's asking. Everybody you. asks where where should we go? Yeah. Um. So my two always go to absolute favorites um V Mertz Amanda Sheeler is the exec chef down there uh she's actually the very first female executive chef that that restaurant has ever had nice uh, awesome. And she is crushing it. I went there last night for my birthday dinner and it oh. was amazing. Uh, yeah, seriously. And Matt Brown does an awesome job over there too. Uh, and he's just a great guy, but yeah, V-Mertz is definitely up there on my list. Uh, followed very, very closely by the boiler room. Uh, boiler room holds a very special place in my heart for a couple of reasons. Uh, I had never gone to any fine dining restaurants in Omaha until I met my husband th- two or three years ago. Yeah. And we worked together, so we couldn't tell anybody that we were dating, like, right at the beginning because we didn't want anyone to know. Oh, for sure. And so we would, like, sneakily go to all these restaurants where we, like, wouldn't see people. Well, he took me to Boiler Room one time just for a cocktail, like, after we had already had this huge dinner, and we tried to, like, be super slick, sneak in, sit behind the pillar at the bar, (laughs) and we still got... We got seen. Uh Uh-oh. And... Of course, Tim Nicholson, being who he is, sends out this giant charcuterie board and I I like look at my now husband and I was like, dude I I can't I was like you're gonna really have to take the lead and I made my husband eat the, almost this entire charcuterie board on oh my his own, on his own <laughs> yeah yeah seriously uh, and then yeah we did during covid uh, it was my husband's birthday we had just moved in together for the first time. And I messaged Tim, and I was like, I really want to do a special dinner. Like, you are who my husband would want to cook for him for his birthday. Oh, man. And Tim was like, yeah, Yeah. we're not open, but I'll talk to the owners and see if they'll let us let you guys in for a private dining on my husband's birthday because they were still closed. And so, yeah, my husband and I got to be the only two people inside a boiler room last summer uh, to have a, like, seven-course dinner from Tim and Danny, which was Amazing. Epic. Yeah, it was huge. So, yeah, so that place just is my heart. I I love it.
1: Man, so in in kind of two places that definitely change up their their menu very frequently. Commonly. So, I I guess if you're going to guide somebody, first time visitor to V what how would you direct someone, a first time visitor, to kind of like have their best experience there?
0: Part of what I love about eating at those places is just being like, just pick whatever it is, whatever you want it to be. I'll take it. Um, but the steak tartare at V-Mertz is always just a classic go-to. It never comes off the menu. It is so flipping good. Uh, and honestly, anything that Tim Nicholson puts on a plate, I'm eating it. I (laughs) I, I'm even a picky eater and I will still just like, that is, I don't care. I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Um, but I also love like just some classic places too in town. Like I love Mercury. They do a fantastic job. They just up like upgraded their menu too recently and added a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Black 16 because who isn't? Jess and Paul are just fantastic people. Their front of house staff and back of house staff are just great.
1: Just so it's so uh, you know we've had them on the show and uh, the the first actually they were our very first food recognized food guests.
0: Wow.
1: Yes. And I was talking to Jess and Paul, and I was, I was telling Jess about a uh, split pea soup that my, my mom used to make. And I'll be darned if she's like, boy, that sounds like something that we have in Canada, because, you know, she's from Canada. Yep. When her mom came down from Canada, they brought me a can of this soup oh, that she totally takes. Like, like, across international lines, <laughs> county lines, state lines. And I get this message like, your soup is here. Come down and pick it up. And I'm like... You're kidding me. I mean if there isn't, you know, it's just, just like, the
0: kindest of people.
1: Seriously. Seriously. So I Block 16 is is so awesome. You can't go wrong with it yeah, on that Yeah. No, menu. Block
0: is great. Mercury is just so fantastic. Tell me a little
1: more. Okay. So uh, and, and Great Farnham, 16th and Farnham block there. So <sighs> That you...
0: is where my heart is. I should yeah. just move there already. I'm pretty convinced.
1: So you've got you've got Culprit down there. You've yep. got Block. You've got the Green Room which actually they did the, the pop-up for Just in Time, right? Yep. So, all in time, yeah, All in Time. For All in Time. Cheese, yep. not Just in Time. All for a uh, pop-up for All in Time. And I, I had a, a very tasty sausage with some uh, beer cheese down there. Oh, um, so good. Yes. And... But Mercury's kind of catty corner there. I must confess, I have never opened the front door to Mercury. So so, oh, so guide me. You what? are missing out. Tell me more.
0: So right now on their menu, they've got scallops. They've got steak. They've got a really awesome cheeseburger. Uh, they do a great beer cheese fondue. Ooh. They have awesome Brussels sprouts. Nice. And then they also have, it's called the cocktail o I believe it's out of commission for like two more weeks, and then it'll be back up. But it's literally a vending machine. Uh-huh. You ask your bartender for a token. You get your token. You take it to this vending machine in the back of the restaurant, um, and you—they have filled like little plastic like liquor shooter bottles yeah. with just random rolled-up recipes of cocktails. And so you just pick one. It dispenses it, and then you take it to your bartender, and they just make whatever was on the recipe sheet. How cool is that? Yeah, it's seriously awesome. I it's have,
1: so fun. That—that that is. I mean, that's, that's just impetus enough to go because I've never heard of anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's so great.
1: That's crazy. So when we do our, our restaurant discussions, so the three of us on the show, you know, we'll go out and eat at a place and talk about it. We have this thing called the Frampton Scale, and it's, it's a measure of epicness for a restaurant. And part of the, the big part of that scale is places that you would bring somebody from out of town to so they would remember that. You know, having that meal. I don't think there's any way you could go out there and go to the the, the Vendomatic thing. Yeah, the
0: Cocktail-O-Matic.
1: The o and and not leave there and going. That was cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's very comparable too to like going to Fizzy's, like Fizzy's. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That place just does everything really well. Yes. And they just put mac and cheese on their menu. I haven't tried it yet, what? but I'm excited. It's on the menu. Yes. We were and their brunch, uh, if you haven't been for their brunch at Fizzy's, it yeah. is out of this world.
1: We we were just there. I did not have the mac and cheese. That double burger they have is unstoppable. It is
0: so good. It and is, I love that it comes wrapped out in the like wrapped in the paper when it comes out too. So it's like just a very classic, like diner style burger. It's yeah. awesome.
1: Yes. Their, their burger uh made me coin a new phrase called the focus it's it's when the food is so good that you stare at it for a little bit i took a bite of that burger and i was like like why are you so good arguably and,
0: uh, one of the best burgers in the city
1: i i i would not disagree at and all. their
0: fried chicken sandwich is great too. is it
1: i have not had the fried, fried chicken, chicken sandwich
0: the pigs in the blanket i eat there a lot i live in that neighborhood
1: that's awesome so
0: yeah no i love it i mean almost as much as i love night owls uh What's their hot chicken sandwich that they do? Oh, what is it called? Oh, I haven't had theirs. Oh, they have like a little slider that's like a spicy, like fried chicken, something, something. Yeah. I don't know why I'm blanking on the name, but it is that's like the sandwich I crave all of the time. It's so good. That's fantastic. That's yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah, I haven't been to Night Owl in a while. And Night Owl and Fizzy's are owned by the same folks, yep. right? Yep, so, both okay. by
0: Noah and Katie Mock. Nice. Yeah. That is and fantastic. they're great people. We love them. That's wonderful.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the loaded gravy fries at Fizzy's. Those yep. are pretty good. With and the fried egg on it. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. And then, uh, yeah, Little Bohemia is a nice, just totally up-and-coming area over there. Oh, 100%. There.
0: They're putting a brewery down there, too. Nice. Yeah, it's called Lumen Brewing. Beer uh, Beercade, too, is always good. Tiny House is just chef's kiss perfection.
1: Their menu, yeah. It, it, so, because it, I'll, I'll go into archetype over there to yeah. grab grab a. Cold brew, as we've mentioned, this kind of a thing. <laughs> um, but even just reading the menu when you're walking up to archetype, it's like, oh, oh, that's hilarious. It's like, so they're, funny. They're, it they're is so menu, funny. So. And and drive through also. They're yeah, right? so. their drive
0: through is great. Yeah, we definitely yeah. utilized that during COVID. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And and fizzy's was the same way because they were doing curbside. Yep. And uh, I don't live too far from there, and so man, you know, home hot and fresh and yeah. delicious. Yeah. So. And then
0: they did their little chef series right at the beginning of COVID. I don't know if you remember that, no, where they I- had. Uh, Sunday night dinner specials where random chefs from all over the city would come and cook for one night only there and I specifically remember actually when I went for Tim Nicholson's Uh because Tim Nicholson, even though he does fine dining makes the best Cubano I have literally ever had in my life well then it's unstoppable, it is so good and he did that as his dinner special and it was just I ate it on the sidewalk, sitting on the sidewalk outside of Night Owl. Yes, <laughs> in my to-go container. So yeah, yeah, very good.
1: That's fantastic. Well, oh, my goodness, these are all great recommendations. <laughs> where where else should we travel to in these Omaha areas?
0: Ooh, um, I do love me some craft. You can never go wrong with Yoshitomo. David Utterback is just yeah crushing it. Um, I actually have not gotten to eat at O'Curant yet. I've been patiently waiting. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I've only even been in the restaurant one time and I stopped in for Amanda's last day yeah. just to say hello. And we had a shot and a cocktail and headed on out. And they were slam packed. It was so busy in there. Um, I have been really waiting to go and try Monarch since Monarch has officially reopened. Oh,
1: I didn't know they were open again. They so are, great. yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe Timmy Maids is involved with that okay. with that but i've heard nothing but great things and i've been patiently waiting to get there but life gets in the way all the time, it, you know? <laughs> that, that,
1: that's the hard part, too, right? Because, I mean, first of all, you're taking time out of your day to talk to me. I'm sure you're busy all the time. Um, sometimes when we do these conversations, like the restaurant's even, quote, closed, the doors are locked. There's always people working.
0: Always people in, it, always people in the building. Yeah,
1: it doesn't stop. So then for, you know, to for you to have the ability to actually get out and try other spots is probably a bit challenging yeah. from time to time. So. Yeah,
0: no, I... Was patiently waiting to try Casa Bovina out yeah. in Lincoln, oh, yeah. um, which Mary Peterson is running their dessert program out there. And she actually came from Boiler Room. Right. And she is, everything she does is amazing. Yeah. And she's, she's like doing a too, She's right? doing a beef fat gelato.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Like, I'm sorry. I need that. <laughs> I need to have it. And so we got to go check out Casa Bovina, but, I mean, it took weeks of us, like, planning for that dinner specifically. Yeah. So we got to go check it out, and it definitely did not disappoint in the slightest. That place is just – it's a beautiful restaurant. What they're doing is beautiful. It's super easy to get to from the interstate. Yeah, like, right off the interstate. Like, it's right off the interstate. And, yeah, it's fantastic. I love that place. It was great.
1: That's awesome. I yeah. Think,
0: Oh, Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, I
1: I, I had the opportunity. I was actually eating at uh, Yomu Chacho's in Lincoln. Oh,
0: cool. And then
1: on the way back out, of course, the uh, Mercado's on on the way back out. So I'm like, well, we're going to do steaks tonight. So I bought a couple steaks, and then they had like a a black pepper. butter of some type that I got. So I picked that up and just neat stuff. So I haven't got a chance to eat in the restaurant yet.
0: It's cool. And it's beautiful.
1: I love to try it. And, and they do that thing with the whole giant Parmesan
0: with the wheel of with cheese. The, the wheel of cheese.
1: I, I need that in my life very, very much. And I, so, I know it. You know. <laughs>
0: I know it. It, yeah, it's definitely worth, the trip out to Lincoln for that meal specifically—that
1: is fantastic. And and before I, I came in there with hey I stopped at the Mercado you were going to say something else so I oh maybe not it's it's okay it's, it's I don't know if I remember that's, that's okay <laughs> that's we got distracted by a giant wheel of cheese which I think is a very appropriate thing to be distracted by so yes so, I would agree so that's fine well fantastic and you know the uh, well. And, and working kind of later hours, too, one place that I kind of want to try that I haven't tried yet is the uh, uh, Munchies 402 over in Council Bluffs.
0: Yeah, I've not tried it yet, but I have heard great things. It
1: looks good, and they open at 10 p.m., and they're open till like 4 a.m. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that so sounds
0: so, so good. Good
1: good window there. So any any dessert places around town, ice cream, or uh, any type of – or do you stick to the savory side most of the
0: time? I'm there? both. I have a huge sweet tooth. If you open ah. my backpack right now, there is literally cake. <laughs> Candy in it. Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, no, honestly, the desserts that Lindy makes, who works at uh, V Mertz, I believe she's also maybe still doing the desserts over at Ocarant. Yeah. Um, but any of the desserts from Boiler or V Mertz, like I'm in. I don't nice. even care how full I am. I <laughs> You'll always, make room. I always have room for dessert. Like nice creme so. brulee, cheesecake. I don't care mary peterson's beef fat gelato count me in that, i love it
1: that is so wild and it's so fun that that omaha and lincoln now are are doing fun things like that you know the the whole food scene has just like exploded in the last five to ten years here it's
0: been just it's crazy my husband uh like i mentioned is a chef and he's worked in a lot of really cool restaurants both here and like nationally in nashville yeah uh and I don't know. I feel like I didn't know very much about like what good food really looked like until I started dating him because I didn't really get a choice. It was just like, we're doing this now. Yeah. And now I'm just like a spoiled brat. I feel like <laughs> when it comes to food, I'm like, I've had so many good meals. I just, I can't, but I'm still like, I love fast food and I'm not going to lie about that.
1: I, that's okay. Uh, Paul Urban, when we were talking to him, he's like, you know, you just can't beat a Donna Millie's burger. No,
0: you can't. You literally <laughs> cannot. And a strawberry milkshake from there or even the ninety-nine cent mark. I'm Seriously. in. I'm For ninety
1: nine cents it's worth every penny. Of that. Everyone. No I'll
0: take it all. So I don't care. Some
1: $3.99 cheese dip or whatever. Yeah. And, and you're good to go. Their baked
0: potato soup. I don't I'll eat anything <laughs> from Donna Millie's. There's no rules.
1: There you go. That's that's awesome. Well, you know, you you gave a, a great segue, so I I didn't have to when you were mentioning uh national. So I just wanted to open it up a little bit. Nation wide internationally anywhere anywhere outside of omaha maybe that you bumped in that if people are traveling that they might experience
0: yeah um honestly anything on a cart on the street is totally worth eating uh my husband and i were in philly last year and i got this like hot dog with just like cheese on top of it i don't know it was the best thing ever you had to eat it standing up because it's literally off a cart on the street nice um Delicious, so good. Um, I recently went to the biggest McDonald's in the world. <laughs>
1: where, where, where is the biggest McDonald's in the world? I don't even know.
0: It's in Orlando. Okay. Um, I was there two weeks ago, and yeah, so I went to the biggest McDonald's in the world. It was kind of lame, the upstairs part because there was an upstairs. Yeah with like a full arcade and stuff but that was all closed because of covid still oh sure but it was wild there were like fish tanks in there it was <laughs> seriously it sounds made up it wasn't so i think my next hit is definitely gonna have to be like the world's biggest taco bell nice um have to that's just a necessity and, and, um, and, and,
1: okay so i don't know this either do, do you know where is the world's biggest taco bell also in orlando it's in guatemala I believe. Oh, man.
0: I think it's in Guatemala.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and so I really want to go. Um, Wait,
1: wait, wait. Do do you think that they still have the Mexican pizza there? Because they should.
0: Probably. I seriously, I love Taco Bell. That's my jam. Um, (laughs) Other than that, uh, I don't know. When we were in Philly, we didn't really do any fine dining. We didn't. Sure. Ironically, this is going to make me sound bad, but that's okay. Uh, When my husband and I just landed in Orlando two weeks ago, uh, we couldn't check into our Airbnb yet, so we were just like, "Let's go to the closest bar." Okay. And yeah. we found the closest bar, and it was a Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> and so we ate at a Chili's and drank there. But it honestly worked out because I didn't realize that like Orlando was so touristy, and so everything in Orlando was changed. Oh, so there's
1: no local. There's like
0: nothing. And so we went to this Chili's, and I was like asking the bartender, I was like, "Listen." we're service industry people. Like where should we actually go? And awesome bartender just like gave us a list of places. So we ended up at this place called cheers and they were having like dollar taco night with dollar jello shots. And it was just like the most random thing, but it was great food. It was awesome. Um, And so that was cool. I, my husband worked at Husk in Nashville. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. With Sean Brock. Yeah. And, um, I would love to go and eat there. I have not yet. Uh, he worked there before we met. So yeah, I would love to go and eat there. Like now kind of knowing more about Sean Brock and like knowing more about Husk as a whole. Sure. So I'd love to go there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really like I love fine dining, but I'm not really like, I'm going to seek it out and go and spend hundreds of dollars on a meal. Like I will go to the street cart or the sure. corner store all the time. Well,
1: the nice part is, cause this is Saturday, Omaha. Fine dining is not our specialty. We, yeah. we, we are more in the, the burgers, barbecue and, and type area. So you're speaking my language yeah, with I'm, some good street foods. So. I'm,
0: I'm the corner store person. Like I don't care. I love to eat trash food all day, every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because we uh, we had just talked about some kind of hidden gems in Omaha that you wouldn't expect. So there's uh, Midwest Oriental Foods is off of uh, 84th and Center. Yep. And they do Korean corn dogs.
0: I've heard about them. I have not gotten to try anything yet.
1: Yes. So it's I, I mean, and they have like three or four types, but they they make one and it's got like chopped potatoes stuck to the outside, love and it that. just looks crazy. Like, you could probably use it to defend like yourself. Yeah, 100%. Um, or dip in ketchup and eat your choice. Yeah. Um, and then they make one that doesn't even have a hot dog in it. It's just a giant mozzarella stick on a stick.
0: Even better. It's have huge. you been to Ninja Japan?
1: No, I have not. Is that the one with, the, like, the gold toilets? Golden toilets. Have you eaten in there? Yes. Okay, so, all right. So, <laughs> give me the rundown because, obviously, it looks interesting. So
0: Okay, so, it was, honestly... For the price point, it was great. Awesome. It was super cheap. Uh-huh. It was like $7 for like a steak something, that's, like steak that's like teriyaki. Drive-through pricing. Yeah. Okay. It was like a steak teriyaki for $7. We were the only people in the restaurant. They literally have shower heads on the walls. So like, <laughs> it sounds made up. But yeah, you sit on your golden toilet and you eat your like Japanese food and yeah. call it a day. That's... And it was awesome.
1: <laughs> and for 7 it's for seven ninety nine. Even if you were paying five bucks for the experience of being in there, I would have done it. You would have done it, right? I done like it's a five dollar cover and two dollar food. It would have been, you know, five.
0: worth it. <laughs> yeah. No. Seriously, it was. It was cool.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I'll have to check that out. So that's fantastic. Put that on the list, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, just even to walk in there, and go, what? So, what is this? And and fun that people are taking, you know, opportunities just to do cool and different stuff and, and whatever
0: and they want. That's that's. Awesome.
1: That's awesome. Well, one last topic that I wanted to to get to before we kind of give you a chance to wrap up things at Site One and OSEC and everything, but I wanted to talk to you about food memory. Um, Before we started the show here, I kind of talked to you about, you know, some food my grandmother used to make, Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things. Even... Even the bowling alley fries that I used to get as a kid where I had a buck in my pocket, and it's like, here's these hot, fresh fries and some super cold ketchup, and it was just perfect. But it's the move. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about any places, or not places necessarily, but just food experiences, food memories that really stick with you, that just kind of take you back in time a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, So I've actually been thinking about this all day. Nice. uh, Because I've been wanting to be prepared. So (laughs) the first one that really... Pops in my head is looking at my parents. Uh, My mom cannot cook. And mom, I know if you're listening, you're going to tell me that's a lie and I shouldn't have said it, but it's true. (laughs) Um, And my mom, before she met my stepdad, she would just make us like heat up frozen tater tots Uh uh, and just sprinkle like shredded cheese on them. And she'd be like, okay, here's dinner. And it would just be like tater tots and cheese. Yeah. Super random. My dad also could not cook at all and so I remember like when I was with my dad he would just take imitation crab sticks Uh and he would heat them up on the stove and like that would be dinner seriously just just pan seared um so yeah so it's very funny that I ended up in the restaurant industry considering the lack of anything (laughs) that I got growing up um but yeah the main kind of one that I really thought about uh was my grandma used to make this chicken and dumplings, and nobody has the recipe, so, like, it will never be recreated. All the stuff
1: of legend now. Yeah. Uh,
0: My grandma made this chicken and dumplings that was just out of control, and, like, the dumplings were, like, the super dense, doughy, very good dumplings. And when Mikey, my husband, and I first met, I told him about it. And then one night, he just, like, we were over at his brother's house, and he was like, hey, uh, we're going to make chicken and dumplings for dinner. And I was like, What? And he was like, yeah, and I'm going to make them the way, like, that you've described the way that your grandma used to make them. And that was probably when I knew we were going to get married. (laughs) That sealed the deal right Yeah, it really did. (laughs) And, yeah, and I took this video of him just, like, hand-rolling out these dumplings. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and that was the first meal that was not at work that he ever made for me was chicken and dumplings. Oh, my god! So that's, like, my my thing. I love chicken and dumplings, especially in this time period of fall
1: right nothing it's, better it's perfect for that it's it's hot and hearty uh, depending yep. on the so it sounds like those are the big hearty dumplings oh so, yes they are you know that's interesting and you know I think a recipe or a dish like that really is like can be one of the things that's as close to time travel as as we can get.
0: Oh yeah, you
1: know. So and and the fact that obviously he must have must have nailed it as far as the the dish is concerned because he other, it. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now ha, has he made it for you since or is that like a reserved?
0: He hasn't. I should tell him that. Actually. Oh, I just uh, I should get on so him. About sorry that. if
1: I just you know called you out there. So it sounds like <laughs> you might have to get on that, but. Uh,
0: that's yeah, no, he has not made it since. He's made like 8,000 other things for me, though, so I'm still grateful and fat and happy. That, so. is,
1: that <laughs> is fantastic. That sounds delicious right now, like some right? chicken and dumplings. Right? So good. No question. Well, good deal. Well, thank you so much for sharing some memories, some tie-in. And, you know, sometimes those those simple dishes, I mean, shoot, even, even cinnamon and sugar toast you know always good i mean seriously i that's one of the biggest bang for the buck like maneuvers always. ever so that was
0: the best i yes. used to eat that and watch charmed on like nice tnt
1: <laughs> okay okay so cinnamon toast question because because there are various ways you could assemble the cinnamon toast. oh absolutely one of my favorite ways to do it is after you get the toast you get the butter on it you put the cinnamon and sugar on it and then I actually put the two pieces of toast together Yep. so the heat kind of gets everything all soaked in and so. melts all the butter yes yes because I, I i don't like it too when my i like when the cinnamon is like Looks like it's black because it's saturated <laughs> with butter. Yep. Instead of like, oh, there's this like, yeah, it's still a little powdery on top. So I don't know. Do you have, do you have any cinnamon toast? Like, you know.
0: Ooh, I don't know <laughs> if I have any hacks for that. Okay, okay. I that's think fair. that was just the way that we did it. All right. And all it right. was always because my parents were at bowling league. Like oh, fair <laughs> So it was like, I guess cinnamon toast for dinner today. But... C-
1: cinnamon toast, it is. <laughs> cinnamon toast, it is. Fantastic. Well, okay. So, uh, giving you a chance to kind of wrap up things. What else is going on with OSEC? Well, I guess let's start with that first where is the best place, how to contact you, how to get involved with the group and that kind of thing. That's important.
0: Yeah. So Instagram is definitely the best way. It is literally just Omaha service industry circle on Instagram. Uh, I man the account, so it might take a day or two to get back to you, but that's always the best way. Um, I've had people reach out who want to speak. I've had people reach out who want to come. Um, yeah, that's definitely the best way. We post all of our updates about meetings and things like that on there. Like, I said, we only meet once a month. Um, But yeah, it's even if you're in X service industry or you're thinking about coming into the service industry or you are in some way somehow involved in bars and restaurants, it's definitely worth coming and just talking to people and hearing their stories. Um, Yeah, we're all just super open and just more more than anything, giving a space for people to talk about what's affecting their lives and all of it right now. So yeah, that's definitely the best way of figuring things out or finding out or showing up. For sure.
1: Fantastic. Now, all right, so we are sitting in Site One. So thank you. Thank you, Site One and Site One owners for, <laughs> for allowing this to happen. So what's happening at Site One?
0: Yeah, so we just broke ground on a tap room out in Elkhorn, actually. So we will be nice. in two locations coming up here very soon. Uh, we've got 19 beers on tap, all brewed in this brew house right to our to our sides. Like,
1: like I, we can see it right
0: now. Everything. Yes. Um, yeah, so we've got quite a bit of that kind of all coming up. Uh, We do different things like trivia, music, bingo. Uh, We just recently did a drag brunch. That was awesome. Um, Yeah. And so our social media is definitely the best way to find out about kind of what we're up to and what's coming next. Uh, There's some very fun stuff coming down the pipeline over these next few months. So I would definitely encourage people to follow along.
1: Fantastic. And so on, on the way in, so you can talk to your wonderful bartender and get a drink or you have a cooler, you have beers to go as well. Absolutely. So you just need, you know, something for the weekend too. You could swing in. so Stop on by. Uh, yeah. And so what's going on with the pop-up series too? My goodness. you, you That's <laughs> like four or five different things. You, you're crazy busy.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, my husband and I currently, our next project is coming up in November. It is a ticketed event. That is going to be called the Omaha Beef Steak. It is a huge, no utensils, meat only dinner. Oh
1: my gosh, that sounds amazing! Yeah,
0: so kind of crazy, but we're gonna make it happen. So yeah, that's wow. gonna be down at the Sons of Italy. Um, our Instagram for all of that is called Cracklin Pots. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of our next little project. But he just started working actually at the boiler room. Oh, great. Um, So, yeah, that's our next thing won't be for almost two full months. So, we need a little bit of time.
1: Gotcha. (laughs) Well, the nice part is because we're recording this now, it will be published probably a hair closer to when that happens. So, this might all tie in just perfectly. Awesome. And I am definitely going to have to get that Insta follow because that sounds amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, please do. Love to shovel food in my face with. With my hands that it's sounds very wonderful. good yeah yes fantastic well thank you so much for your time as always with everyone in the industry for your hospitality and uh, the recommendations uh, the the help that you're providing people out there is is amazing and you are you can just tell that you're not only very driven um, you mentioned your empathy <laughs> you, you have all this just in combination and are doing so many things and I think that's so awesome and so I really appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much for reaching out. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Sounds good. Well, this has been Saturday Omaha's Food Recognized Food and we will sign off for this episode and until we eat again, see you next time. Bye. Dave Zorko here. We'll get these restaurants out on our new website, fatterdayomaha.com but we need to do a quick wrap up because there's not a lot of time left in the show. downtown area, V-Mertz, Boiler Room, Mercury for the Cocktail-O-Matic, Fizzies, Night Owl, the Tiny House Bar, and Craft Sliders as well, of course, Block 16. In Benson, Yoshitomo for Sushi. Out farther west, Ninja Japan for the Golden Toilets at 7641 Cass Street. Outside of Omaha, Husk in Nashville at 37 Rutledge Street as well as Cheers in Orlando at 6923 Municipal Drive. And there we go. My huge thanks to Kirsten, Ipock Philbin. And please check out the Omaha Service Industry Circle on Instagram. Stay hungry. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry.
0: Saturday Omaha.